0: Here we gather in a place made sacred by all those who have gathered here before us on a spring morning that has never happened before. And in the freshness of the springtime air, may we be open to fresh possibilities in our own lives, alert to whispered messages of our own hearts, strengthened by being together here now in this place, a community of the spirit united in love. So good morning and welcome everybody to Essex Church and to this, our gathered community of the spirit, known as Kensington Unitarians. We are a community created by all who walk through our doors, and whether this be your first visit or your thousandth, we hope that you are touched by the warmth of a welcome that accepts you just as you are. Whoever you are and wherever you have come from, whoever you choose to love, Whatever identities are important to you, may they and you find a place here with us. Today's service is a celebration of all living creatures, and our chalice-lighting words express our sense of a divinity
1: in all beings. The Divine in All Life by Becca Farnham As we bring flame to our chalice this morning, may it spark in our thoughts a reminder of the divine to be found within all life on this glorious planet, be it feathered or furred, scaly or smooth, winged or whiskered. As we all slither and swim, walk and waddle, fly and frolic around our various habitats, may we find beauty in the diversity, power in the connectedness and peace in the unity of life. Things we can learn from dogs (laughs) Never pass up the opportunity to get out and about Allow the experience of fresh air and the wind in your face To be pure ecstasy When loved ones come home Always run to greet them When it's in your best interest, practice obedience. Let others know when they've invaded your territory. Take naps and stretch before rising. Run, romp and play daily. Eat with gusto and enthusiasm. Be loyal. Never pretend to be something you're not. And if what you want lies buried, dig until you find it. (laughs) When someone is having a bad day, be silent, sit close by, and nuzzle them gently. Thrive on attention, and let people touch you. Avoid biting when a simple growl will do. (laughs) On hot days, drink lots of water and lie under a shady tree. When you're happy, dance round and wag your entire body. No matter how often you're scolded, don't buy into the guilt thing and pout. Run right back and make friends. Bond with your pack and delight ooh, and delight in the simple joy of a long walk.
0: <laughs> okay, the, <laughs> <laughs> go on, you go. I'll, t- I'll tell you the story later. If any children and animals want to leave now... Yeah, go on, you go downstairs. And in the meantime, I'll be preparing my lion. I, yeah, definitely. Oh... we are left now with just quiet bonnie sitting at the back so <laughs> a model of obedience <laughs> this story involves the lion you'll perhaps know this it's an Aesop's fable famous story it tells of a story of a, a lion who was asleep and a little mouse began ru- running up and down upon his limbs and this soon wakened the lion who placed his huge paw upon him opened his big jaw to swallow the little mouse. "'Oh, pardon, O King!' cried the little mouse. "'Forgive me this time, and I shall never forget it. "'Who knows but that I may be able to do you a good turn one of these days?' And the lion was just so tickled at the idea of the mouse being able to help him that he lifted up his paw and let that little mouse go. Some time later, that lion was caught in a trap And the hunters, wanting to carry him alive to the king, left him tied up with many ropes uh, near a tree while they went in search of a wagon to carry him on. And just then, that little mouse passed by and seeing the sad plight in which the lion was, went up to him and soon gnawed away at the ropes that bound the king of the beasts. "'Was I not right?' said the little mouse to his friend the lion." And Aesop uh, draws the moral as little friends may prove to be great friends. You never know. Let's now sing together. We're going to sing the the beautiful chant. Oh, sorry, actually, I forgot the the time of prayer and reflection, (laughs) first of all. And then what i was going to suggest was that we sing the chant unannounced afterwards so why don't we find that now in our hymn books and then we're ready so it's 148 spirit of life and i suggest we uh, sing its strong message twice over spirit of life come unto me This prayer is for all who migrate and at this time of year we witness the annual return of migratory birds like swallows and swifts and house martins to our northern lands. They've made the long journey from beyond the Sahara to join us here for the summer. And this week we heard the dreadful news of yet more people drowning as they attempted the sea journey from Africa to Europe. An estimated 1,750 people have died already this year on this journey. And it's um, painful to think that we actually don't even know who most of them were. We don't know their names. We don't know the number who have died. And our thoughts are also, of course, with the people of Nepal as the rescue efforts begin in the aftermath of the earthquake which struck this Himalayan country yesterday. And so let us pray trusting in the divine spirit of life and love to be with us in the times of our power and in the times of our powerlessness. Here in this world of form and matter, where all beings move towards pleasure and away from pain, when all creatures seek to survive and prosper, let us pray for all who make journeys of migration. Let us honour the adventurous spirit that pushes people to, better, to seek better situations for them and their families. But surely we know that spirit within ourselves. Let us with humility acknowledge the fear and the desperation that forces some people to leave their beloved homelands and seek places of refuge, of safety, of liberty and justice in other lands where people speak a different language and may not always be welcoming. May all who are fortunate seek to find ways to share their good fortune with others. And may we also admit to any mean-spirited or fearful parts of ourselves that seek to keep the stranger out in fear, perhaps, that there is not enough to go round. May all of humanity be guided towards new ways of thinking and behaving so that we can share what the earth provides more equally. That the truth that there is enough for all may be lived out in practice. And this day, let us send our thoughts and prayers to all who make journeys, to all who are affected by the earthquake in Nepal. To all who risk their own lives rescuing others in distress. Let's share a moment of silence together. Spirit of love, guide us in ways to give life the shape of justice and compassion. This day and all days. Amen. Some words from the Dalai Lama, compassion for all beings. One way that you can develop empathy and compassion for all beings is to start with small, sentient beings like ants and insects. Really attend to them and recognise that they too wish to find happiness, experience pleasure and be free of pain. Start there with insects and really empathise with them, and then go on to reptiles and so forth, other human beings and yourself will all follow. On the other hand, if you murder little insects and dismiss any possibility of their wanting pleasure and avoiding pain, then when you come to animals that are more and more like us, it's easy to dismiss them. Even if a dog is wounded and it yelps, you don't experience the pain. Since you've already got into the mode of disregarding the pleasure and the pain of an insect, now it's easier to disregard a bird, a dog and even another person who cries out. With the attitude, I don't feel it, you dismiss their pain. You would never feel the empathy until it actually hits your own skin. If you have greater sensitivity to the pain and the suffering of animals, then all the more you will have a greater sensitivity and empathy towards other human beings. Words from the uh, Dalai Lama. And that's going to take us into a time of meditation now. This is a guided meditation in which I invite you to meet an animal. Um, And as in all Unitarian activities, feel free to meet anything else that you wish to or nothing at all. Have your own thoughts. Write your shopping lists, if you will. But this is a a time for us to turn inwards. As the meditation moves into silence, we're then going to hear some lovely uh, clarinet music played by Benji. And we'll hold another silence after that, and that will come to an end with a chime from our Tibetan bowl. So get yourselves comfy and um, whatever way you can in these chairs. You might prefer to put things down that you don't need in your lap. Do whatever works for you to help you enter a more meditative state. Some people really like feeling their feet on the floor, perhaps softening your gaze or closing your eyes or concentrating on our candles. Whatever works for you. And we often suggest just following the gentle rhythm of our breathing in and out as we allow the peace of this place and this people to help us turn inwards. Aware of the busy London streets outside and aware of the noises in this room, we can never be completely silent as living beings but we can turn inwards and allow our attention to focus. And if you wish, in this time of meditation, I invite you to go on a simple journey, perhaps crossing a field or walking down a a green lane, some place you know well, perhaps a beach or some woodland. And really imagine that place now. Some of us might picture it in our mind's eye. Some people think of a place that they know well, some of us imagine somewhere. Really bring that place to life at now, that natural place that really gives you a sense of well-being. And I invite you to find a place to settle, perhaps a, a stump of an old tree or a, a lovely bench that you find. Perhaps a stone at the side of the beach. Find somewhere to rest for a while. And then if it feels right and you feel ready, I invite you to imagine an animal approaching you. A living creature. And as we sit in silence together and then enjoy listening to music and a further silence together, I invite you to explore that encounter with another living being. Sometimes these creatures of our imagination might bring a gift for us. Sometimes they bring a message. Sometimes a deep sense of well-being, a realisation that we are not alone. I invite you to consider meeting an animal. I wonder if any of you here today or listening to this service as a podcast later have ever attended a sweat lodge purification ceremony from the native american tradition i can see a few heads nodding i've been fortunate to attend many such ceremonies over the years organized by the Deer tribe metis medicine society a group committed to spreading teachings around our world that can bring beauty power knowledge and freedom to all If you follow such a spiritual path, you will know the prayer that begins with the words Matakuya Oyasin, which translates as, for all my relations. These these words place a spiritual concern for achieving proper relations of respect and reciprocity with all living things, all life, all creatures, all creation, and the creator, that being our core task for humanity. Such a prayer recognises the web of interconnectedness of which we are all part and it reminds us that what happens to one part of the web of life affects all other parts, such is the nature of our relatedness, one with another and with Mother Earth on whom we live our days. And we know, don't we, the reality of life today where we humans with our ever-growing populations put ever more pressure on the animal species who share this planet Earth home with us. We use and we abuse all other living creatures and we struggle to find ways to live in harmony and balance. It's hard to get accurate figures for the number of species that have become extinct in the last 100 years, but quite conservative estimates seem to suggest around 1,000, mostly caused by human activity of overhunting or the degradation of habitats. We humans have developed as hunters and gatherers and then farmers. Will we continue to use and abuse our animal relations or might it be possible to develop greater compassion and empathy towards all living beings? I mentioned last week that at our recent Unitarian Annual Meetings, our General Assembly passed a resolution supporting the work of the Dr Hadwin Trust in developing non-animal medical research methods. There's a letter from the Trust in this week's copy of the Inquirer newspaper. It's in the foyer, do take a copy, it's free. And the letter praises my colleague and friend, Fergus O'Connor, who has raised, almost single-handedly, or by badgering the rest of us, he's raised over £20,000 for the work of that Trust. We each have to find our own way to recognize our interconnected web of existence. But perhaps the core might be in this holding all our relations in our awareness, in respect and compassion, finding an ethical path that works for us, and honoring the paths chosen by others, and recognizing that it's rarely easy. I chose that particular Aesop's fable that we heard earlier on, the story of the mouse freed by the lion, who then lives to help free the lion. I chose it both for its message and for the starring role that it gives to a humble yet intelligent mouse. Aesop draws the conclusion that little friends may prove to be great friends, and indeed they may. The story also leads to the golden rule, doesn't it? Treat others as you would wish to be treated yourself. What goes around comes around, as they say. Mind you, here at Essex Church, we have a population explosion all of our own going on at present. Here in central London, you are never far from a rodent. Mats and rice, mats, <laughs> mice and rats abound. And. Um, you know, generally I don't have a particular problem with that and in truth I've always been aware of them living near the church but it's only this year that things have got completely out of hand this is apparently because we've had two mild winters and um, I've had to call out Ronnie of Ron- rent I've been reading this week about the latest suggestion by a a group of geologists that our planet Earth has experienced not five but six mass extinction events over the past 450 million years. I quote from the BBC website that 87% of species vanished in a few tens of thousands of years which is a mere blip on the geologic timescale. Now these kinds of statistics are very hard to get our heads around, aren't they? It's been all happening over an unimaginably long period of time and to an unbelievably diverse range of species. But scientists estimate that 99.9% of species that have ever existed here on planet Earth are now extinct. And that's evolution and it's a different process from the human-caused extinctions that we are witnessing in our lifetimes. In the face of all this science, I'm left with a sense of just how very precious existence is, how very precious all our relations are, each unique and each with gifts to bring the world. Now, on the back of your um, hymn sheet, um, if everybody got one as they came in, there's... um, A space for you to list some of your favourite animals and to jot down some of the qualities that you appreciate in them. This is an exercise that you can take further because there are ways then of actually inviting those qualities into your own life, be it loyalty or the gusto of eating your dog biscuits or whatever it is that you particularly appreciate. So do have a go at um, filling that in and there are some pens at the back if you would like some. But I'm going to end with a version of the All Our Relations prayer. So All Our Relations, I honour you in this circle of life with us today. And we are grateful for this opportunity to acknowledge you in this prayer. To the Creator, for the ultimate gift of life, we thank you. To the mineral nation that has built and maintained our bones and all foundations of life, we thank you. To the plant nation that sustains our organs and body and gives us healing herbs for sickness, we thank you. To the animal nation that feeds us from your own flesh and offers your loyal companionship in this walk of life, we thank you. To the human nation that shares our path as a soul upon the sacred wheel of earthly life, we thank you. To the spirit nation that guides us invisibly through the ups and downs of life and for carrying the torch of light through the ages, we thank you. To the four winds of change and growth, we thank you. You are all our relations our relatives without whom we could not live. We are in this circle of life together, coexisting, co-dependent, co-creating our destiny. One not more important than the other. One nation evolving from the other, and yet each dependent upon the one above and the one below. All of us part of the great mystery. Thank you for this life. So may it be. Amen great spirit protect and bless all beings that have breath and guard them from all evil and guide us on paths of justice and compassion towards all who share our planet earth home this day and all days amen go well and blessed be